The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, Jesus said to his disciples, A little while, and you will see me no longer. And again, a little while, and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, What is this that he says to us? A little while, and you will not see me? And again, a little while, and you will see me? And because I am going to the Father? So they were saying, What does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he is talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, Is this what you are asking yourselves, what I meant by saying, A little while, and you will not see me? And again, a little while, and you will see me? Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pain lies ahead of you. It will be like a woman in childbirth. And yet this pain will come to an end. And at the end of the pain, you will have joy. This is part of the conversation that Jesus had with his disciples on the night when he was betrayed. Jesus was going away from them, and they would be sorrowful, even sorrowful to death. Of course, Jesus was speaking about his death. He was going to leave them. He was going to die, and they would mourn. But he would see them again, and they would be glad. All this was too much for the disciples that night, and no one dared ask him directly. Yet everything happened just as Jesus had promised. Betrayed and given over to death, Jesus is taken from them. Betrayal and agony and cross and sorrow and death and burial. And they hid away in fear locking themselves in a room. But on that first Easter day, Jesus appeared to them. He showed them his hands and his side, and the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. The church today hears these words differently than those first disciples did in that upper room. Jesus' promise stands fulfilled the little while is over, and Jesus has been brought back to life, never to die again. 
The little while that Jesus promised has been completed, and he will never leave us or forsake us. We ourselves have just recalled our Lord's resurrection, and we worship with Easter joy. Yet, in a little while, we'll hear about Jesus ascending to the Father, and the church will not see him as they had. It seems that the little while of Jesus' death has simply been replaced with another one. Jesus will no longer walk and talk and eat with his disciples. When they want to speak to him, they will have to pray. When they want to hear his word, they will have to read the scriptures. When they want to hear his forgiveness, it will be declared in his name. What Jesus described to the disciples on that night was an end to their sorrow and that it would be replaced with joy. And yet, here we are today, something like 2,000 years after Jesus was raised from the dead, and we tend to identify more with the disciples' sorrow and sadness than their joy. Our joy seems to be tinged with sorrow. Perhaps it's the sorrow of the death of a loved one. Perhaps watching someone else's health deteriorate or standing by helplessly as a life is destroyed. Maybe the sorrow comes from not simply being able to gather in our usual ways. We miss physical interaction with our loved ones and friends. Being physically separated wears on us. It's hard to celebrate joys when you can't be with the one who's celebrating. And yet, these words of comfort that Jesus gives to his disciples are words for us. The church has found in these words another application. For we also live in a little while of not seeing our Lord. We walk by faith and not by sight. St. Peter told us today that we are sojourners and exiles in this world. And St. John writes in his first epistle, Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. We have our own little while. Consider what happened to you in holy baptism. In those waters, God gave himself to you as your father, and he made you his own dear child. And yet, we won't see the fullness of this until the end. At his glorious appearing, our lowly bodies will be changed to be like his glorious body. And so we live in this little while between our Lord's ascension and his return on the last day the little while between our baptism and the resurrection of our bodies. But you ask any child, told to wait a little while for something he eagerly desires, he will quickly run out of patience. 
Sometimes we even say something like this to avoid keeping a promise. I'll do it later, we say. But Jesus' promise of a little while isn't a way for him to avoid keeping his promise. Jesus saying that you will see him in a little while isn't to give you a false hope. He's not simply exhorting you to hope in a brighter future or a vague notion of a better tomorrow. Jesus doesn't speak in platitudes or motivate you just to cheer up. For when Jesus speaks of a little while, he's pointing you to himself and what he's already accomplished for you. He's pointing you to his death and resurrection. For the one who suffered for a little while on your behalf now gives you his comfort and peace to sustain you in your little whiles. Just a little while. And to get through your own little while, he gives you that which has already gotten through. He gives you his body and blood. The body and blood that knew the pain and terror of the cross the sorrow and anguish of the suffering and wrath, the full weight of your sin and mine. Because Jesus is risen, the body and blood that know the trial of the little while are given to you to sustain you in yours. Because his body and blood have gone through death and made it out alive. For he himself is the forgiveness of sins, and the destruction of death. So when you see your Lord, you will have joy. So even now, as he distributes his medicine of immortality, know that it is your food for the journey, and hear him say to you, Hang on, my dear child, it's just a little while, and then I'll see you, and you'll see me, and all your sorrows will be turned to joy. For our dear Lord says, You have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from you. So let us not be confused like the Lord's disciples, wanting to ask him but afraid. Let us pray all the more for his soon return for our suffering to be completed, for the day of joy that has no end. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.